Where we're going, we don't need roads. Tell you my story, man. I'm drunk, show up. Beautiful, I'm drunk. You talk. Give me two. Alright everybody, I never thought this day would actually come. We're going to review Justice League. I haven't even mentioned anyone else in the room. Why? Because I'm so excited about reviewing Justice League. Honestly, do you want to do this on your own? (laughs) Sorry, did you want to say something? (laughs) Would you like to do this on your own? I kind of, I think it would go out best if I did that. Just knowing, you know, your basic thoughts. um, Yeah. (laughs) Okay, bye. But look, here we are. Two drunk guys, off topic, as always. I've got Jason McDonald in the room with me. Hello, everyone. Yeah, look, you know what? I am actually <laughs> excited to talk about this film. I am. It's been a long time coming, and yeah. you know, there's a, there's still a lot to like about it, whether you love, hate, or otherwise. There's so many you know, factors to this film, and yeah, it's it's a. I'm sure it's a dream come true for most. Uh, let's say 25 to 50 year old men maybe <laughs> to finally see these guys up on the big screen who potentially been re- reading comics since they were like you know, 12 or 8 or 15. Completely. I mean, this is kind of the same com- uh, conversation we would have had if we were doing reviews around uh, Avengers. Yeah. Right? Like, And that went well. Went very well. So I wonder how this f- film went. Now, just quickly, did you see the shirt I'm wearing today? Yeah, I was a bit confused by it. Now, I wonder Sean's, what it means. <laughs> so Sean's wearing a Marvel shirt. Which so, is weird because I would generally uh, rep DC. Yes. More than, and, you know, more than Marvel. Well, I wore my Batman vs Superman t-shirt to uh, the movie last night. Yeah. When we went and watched it together. That's right, yeah. I didn't even realise you had that on. I didn't, yeah. didn't focus. It so. was like, like Superman, it was under my shirt, you know. Yeah. The only reason I think I put down to having this is for two reasons. Uh, sorry, two reasons. One, it was washing day. And <laughs> and two, uh, it's uh, Marvel's marketing is a lot better than DC's. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so the T-shirts that I, you, know, you, you sort of come across or people buy for you. Do you think that's because of the uh, Marvel film saturation to date? Uh, that they own that kind of space? Or you just think yeah. generally, like even pre-Iron Man, they were still better at it? Uh, you know what? I probably can't answer pre Iron Man. Mm. I, I didn't pay as much attention, but certainly they've got that space. So and you're kind of more talking, you know, post MCU launch. Yeah, yeah no, d- definitely, yeah. definitely MCU launch. Yeah. But even then, uh, and you know, we've had uh, say CW Universe uh, release Supergirl and Arrow and Flash. Two uh, successful, do you think? Or yeah, I, I believe they're successful. Nice. I believe they're successful. Definitely. But you can't go out and buy a Flash t-shirt at like wherever you can buy Marvel ones. And I'm talking yeah. things like yeah. uh, Walmart, Kmart, things like that. You can only buy them under the um, the Facebook uh, suggested posts, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you go on your Facebook feed, it'll Sorry. just come up with a suggested post and it's exactly what you like. <laughs> 
Well, ex- yeah, exactly. And then uh, you tend to have to buy from the states or something like that if you yeah, want to get yeah, flash online. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, uh, last night on my feed it come up as a suggested post to come up with a Jason Voorhees um, ring. Oh. <laughs> and, yeah, normally I couldn't give a shit, right? Yeah. I'm like, oh, that looks really good. But to be honest, what would you do with a... It doesn't matter what I'd do with it. <laughs> I just want it. And they know I want it. Uh, no, I just put it in the memorabilia thing up with the other Jason Voorhees you, you haven't got much room left in this... Uh, in this uh, oh, I should mention my studio too. Oh, yeah. Studio 2 tonight. Stacked yeah. out with all of your uh, movie memorabilia kit, which is amazing. Actually, why, why don't we look at that? What uh, I think Marvel actually dominates uh, DC here. Let's have a look. Yeah, and I guess it's not uncommon. We got Bane up the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll have to uh, take a photo of this and put it online, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Let people have, have a squeeze. Uh, but we are here to look at Justice League. Mm. And uh, Jason, tell us about the movie. So, what do we know about this film? It's directed by Zack Schneider. But famously or infamously, uh, le- had to leave three quarters of the way through the filming because uh, unfortunately his daughter committed suicide, and Joss Whedon came in to uh, do uh, the last quarter of the film and some reshoots. I you know? feel I feel really bad now. Oh, you, don't, you didn't know that? No, I didn't. And oh, I'm, okay. Here I am, off with friends, bad mouthing Zach. Yeah. Well, look, you wouldn't wish out upon anyone. No, of course, not at right? all, man. Like of honestly, now, knowing you that, I'd take. Whatever I said bad about him leaving the picture, yeah. I'll take that back. Oh my god! I just—I had the worst dream in the world last night. Oh, you? All oh, right. Like the worst dream I could possibly ever have. Now I've got to tell—I've got to tell all the audience out there. <laughs> Was I driving away in the car and you knew you'd never see me again? <laughs> we, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we'd wrapped up the podcast forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, that's a good dream. That's a good dream. <laughs> seriously, man, this is weird. So Sean and I watched the movie last night together and we actually had a date night, not with ourselves, but with our other with our partners with as our well, partners, right? Yeah. Our better and it was your second time as well. Seeing with this film. your partner what? It was your second time seeing this film. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was really nice. We had some dinner and went and saw the film. Anyway, um obviously I had the whole Zack Snyder daughter in my mind. Yeah, right. Guess what I fucking dreamt of last night. Oh, I want to. I don't even want to say it. Your daughters. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. I, yeah, and it was it was horrible. I haven't even told them because I don't. No, you want don't to wanna, tell them. You no. know. But it was exactly that, and it was horrible. That's. Yeah. But it must have been because I was um because I actually wrote some stuff down about Zach and you know oh sorry I read an article yeah anyway. So, yeah, he, he had to leave for the obvious reason to um, – and they got Joss Whedon, who you'll know from directing Avengers and uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and and he, also spending some time at the school that I worked at for for a little while, who's F two years. Oh, you're talking about Winchester? Yeah. In the UK? Yeah, so he went to the UK for two years. Oh, nice. Joss. Yeah, yeah, and he was there before I got there. So right. there's no sort of claim to fame – uh, meeting him but uh, as soon as I got there and took over Film Society it was one of the first things that people mentioned that he had gone to Winchester for two years so his fingerprints are all over the place exactly I asked which seat he sat in uh, <laughs> so I could sniff it 
Oh, um, oh really? <laughs> now, um, you know what? Uh, so Joss obviously did Avengers, Avengers 2. But before that, he did Serenity, the film, and Firefly. Oh, yeah. And I only watched Serenity for the first time, like within this year. I kid you not. Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen it, so yeah, well, right. Okay, yeah, yeah it was very sci-fi. I'm not. That's not really my genre, but I don't but isn't mind. it like a Western sci-fi, like a sci-fi you Western? You could say that. That's what I've and heard every heard time that, someone yeah. mentions you that. You could film. say that. You could say that, yeah. but it's sci-fi. Okay, Do you, and also we shouldn't forget. Like, I guess what kicked it off uh, commercially for him being Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. Right, and uh, the Doctor in that, the Doctor Librarian. I haven't seen it. The Professor, Professor. He is, uh, I, I believe, based on uh, one of the professors that still works at Winchester. Oh, really? Yeah. So I went on YouTube, watched an episode because, you know, I knew this guy. I wanted to have a look and see if it resembled him some, somewhat. And, yeah. You wow. know, it's, it's okay. fairly close. So uh, that's, that's what I heard. Um, whether that's true or not, I don't know. Because you, unless I speak to Joss and I'm waiting for his call, uh, I won't know. <laughs> So there you go. Uh, Joss came in to do some reshoots and to kind of wrap up the last, obviously that a couple of weeks of filming left or whatever it might have been uh, specifically. But we will, I'm sure we'll talk about this point during the film. I know I will. Uh, during the uh, review of the film. So it stars yeah. Ben Affleck, who's obviously Batman, Bruce Wayne, Gal Gadot, who's uh, Wonder Woman and Diana Prince, Henry Cavill, uh, Cavill, who's Superman, Clark Kent, Jason Momoa, who's Aquaman, Arthur Curry, Ezra Miller, who's The Flash, Barry Allen. Ray Fisher, who plays Cyborg, Victor Stone. Has plenty of other uh, wonderful support cast, as usual, in Amy Adams, Jeremy Irons, and J.K. Simmons. Simmons. Yeah. And you see a brief um, uh, brief visit from Amber Heard as well. Yeah. Who will obviously play some, uh, be a, a major player in Aquaman. Yeah. Now, uh, on that with the, the names of the characters... It was interesting. So my partner turned to me after and said, what was the guy with the sort of robot face's name? Yes. Oh, that's Cyborg. It's, it's common. And yeah, she was like, oh, they don't mention that. And I said, yeah, but they also don't mention The Flash. Hmm. They just mentioned Barry Allen. And uh, I, I don't know whether that's wrong or right in terms of not having character names built in straight away. Well, maybe because they haven't had their origin story, uh, they're saving that perhaps, you know. Like maybe, they yeah. don't, They're not The Flash until they're The Flash, right? Oh, maybe. yeah, completely. Yeah. But, I didn't know, even notice that. In terms of uh, things like the C- C- CW universe, yes, which is quite current right now, uh, you know he has that moment where they come up with names and all that sort of stuff. But basically, by the time you get your suit, you generally have a name about you. Yes. Yeah. True. Yeah. Actually, because yeah. he had his suit, he's already been running around town. But whereas literally, cyborg, it's not a suit, is it? It's no. him. That's what he is. <laughs> it's a way of life. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So yeah, I, I, that's yeah, interesting. It, it's conflicting, but I don't, I don't fall on either side of the fence. I'm on the fence with this one. So speaking of which, while we're here talking about that, because good point. Um, obviously, Ben Affleck's going to have his own film, uh, The Batman. Now, Ben Affleck hasn't signed on to this film yet until he reads the script, which is obvious, right? Yeah. So uh, he's keen. And there's a lot of rumors saying, no, I don't want to do it. He won't you know, do the Batman. He's wrapping things up. But from what I've read from him um, directly is that he's just waiting for the script. Script is good. I'm Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Playing the Batman, the right? The Batman. Uh, obviously, Gal Gadot's already been um, passed for Wonder Woman 2. So that's been greenlit. And we'll start filming with a bullet pretty quickly. Yeah. 
Uh, we same uh, uh, team behind it. Yes. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. Right? So Patty Jenkins yes. Jenkins yeah. is directing, which is very very important yeah. to keep the same tone, uh, and a tone that's successful for DC. Yeah. DCU. Uh, Henry Cavill, obviously Superman. So Superman's they're trying to get a Man of Steel two off the ground as well, and that's kind of circling at the moment. Aquaman's filming on the Gold Coast as we speak. Yeah. Um, Flashpoint. I think I think my partner has a thing for him. Yeah, he's he looks the part. Oh, he's <laughs> think, amazing! Yeah, that, yeah. He's got a great body. And uh, anyway, he plays a <laughs> a great you know personality. We'll talk about that with him, yeah. I'm sure. Um, so, Flashpoint is uh, going to be the Flash's uh, origin film as well, uh, and that has been greenlit. And I think that's more of a 2020, 2019, 2020. So, the only one that hasn't been on the cards yet for an origin film or a film standalone film is Cyborg. Yeah. Mm. Um, I guess you leave that to last, <laughs> but who knows? Like they're doing Black Panther, they're doing um for Marvel. Yeah, they're getting into that next level of character with Marvel. Yeah. and and uh, to make it not seem like it's a race thing, uh, they also have been doing Ant Man. You know, Ant Man. I mean, as part of the whole universe, I'm sure there are plenty of other ones they could have looked at. Doctor Strange. Ant Man's based on my life, mate. <laughs> Why? You're a heightist. Oh. <laughs> hey, he becomes really big in that as well. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> so uh, a couple more little things, little factual things. We'll get uh, into the um, uh, the guts of it all. So the budget's $300 million. Yeah. I'll repeat that. The budget was $300 million. I'm yeah. sure we'll talk about that. Runtime is uh, on two hours on the nose. What did Marvel have? What was their budget for Avengers, do you think? Well, well, it would have been around the two fifty mark. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure it was around the two to two fifty. Yeah. yeah, so this yeah. is you know, so on par basically. Yeah. with not too many films are made over three hundred. Like Titanic was famous for being over three hundred million, or you know, it was three hundred million. There's been a couple along the way. Waterworld <laughs> it was one hundred and fifty back then, which was the highest. But anyway, so yeah, three hundred is literally the top of any film to be released. Yeah, brilliant. Runtime's two hours. The best comp is obviously Avengers, which was their um, the first story where all the the superheroes came together, and Wonder Woman is, is clearly uh, yeah, tonally quite close, right? It's released around the world this week, uh, including Australia and the US. The box office uh, expectation for the first week is around 120 million US, and probably around 12 million Australian for the first for the week. first week. Yeah. Uh, now, just quickly on the um, the reviews. So Rotten Tomatoes has it uh, critically mixed to negative at 40%. Yeah, wow. And 86% is user ratings, the user reviews. So yeah, us, right? Which is good. Which is high. So lo- low, but not low, low. <laughs> not, it's not the worst DC film reviewed for <laughs> critics. But 86% for users means that we're liking it in general, I think. But here's something really interesting. Rotten Tomatoes had an embargo on their reviews until the night before release. Did you know about this? No. Yeah. I, I, no. Yeah. It had an embargo on Justice League up until the night before the release. Is that a pressure on them from the company? Well, I'm glad you said that that way. Because one would think yes, but Warner Brothers, who releases Justice League, owns Rotten Tomatoes. 
<laughs> Sorry, it just took a little bit to yeah. sink in there. Yeah. So you know how there's oh, you know how Rotten uh, Tomatoes has been a big contentious issue for for the last twelve months, going, oh my movie failed because of Rotten Tomatoes. No, no, your movie failed because your movie shit. Yeah. <laughs> Get your story right, and it will be successful. People will come, right? Oh wow. But anyway, so they've been bl- blaming Rotten Tomatoes, but they can affect a big tentpole film like this, no question, right? Yeah. So yeah, Embargo, the night before, and Warner Brothers switched it on, because why? Because they can. Yeah. That is, uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, so much for freedom of speech and things like that. I guess it's a, pr- oh, yeah, it's a private company, they can do what they want. It's in want. their best interest. Yeah. But they, they, they need to be a bit more transparent about that. What's interesting about this, though, is that Warner Brothers has control over Rotten Tomatoes, right? So if Universal re- release a film, like Jurassic World 2, yeah, for right. example, and that it starts to get negative reviews, why couldn't Warner Brothers turn around and just release Jurassic World 2 reviews earlier yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes? Is, is there I mean, Universal will have its own embargo. I know that. Yeah. But if they get, because they'll see that when it's coming through and they'll be like, oh, put it on earlier so it'll fuck up their box office. (laughs) Will there be a law about this? I'm sure. (laughs) Well, the thing, well, hang on. Up until five years ago, who gave gave a shit about Rotten Tomatoes? Right? Yeah, I mean, you and I did. Yeah. Yeah. That that was it, right? (laughs) But now, you know, heavyweights, you know, like studio heads are going, no, no. But do you think that they went there, studio heads said, oh, Rotten Tomatoes has got this sort of um, credence because of the fact that it's based around the users. But, because then, you know, we can tell what the critics like, but we can tell what the users like, and this is one of the main places that we can really tell what users like. But if that's controlled by a studio, then... Well, it wasn't controlled by a studio until uh, Warner Brothers bought um, Flickster and bought um, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, right? But that's what I mean now. Like, so does that just mean that actually Rotten Tomatoes doesn't mean what it used to mean? Well, for for you and I, maybe, Mm. right? Well, no, it is just a hub for people's opinions. At the end of the day, that's all that Rotten Tomatoes are doing. But studios are sitting there going, okay, we've spent $300 million on this film. Why did not it not, not succeed? I'm not saying Justice League isn't going to succeed. I think it will. But, you know, there are other two $300 million films that don't succeed yeah. and they look for blame everywhere, you know. And they go, well, maybe it was uh, our reviews were released too early on Rotten Tomatoes or, you know, maybe a, a lot of – I hear this a lot in my industry. Oh, we released it just in the corridor that Star Wars re- was released. Yeah. You know? No, no, no. You released a film that didn't cut it and the audiences didn't respond to it. That's what it comes down to because they could spend all the marketing in the world and we could still say, no, we don't like it. Yeah. Like Dark Tower, for example, right? Yeah. But they, but you could release a film like, you know, um, Blair Witch Project that, you know, didn't have the marketing. It had clever marketing, but everyone flocked. And there's, a you know, there's a hundred of those every couple of years, right? So... All I hear is that uh, with Warner buying Flickster and now having control of what, essentially, when it, to release what people think, we're just getting that step closer to that apocalyptic world I've always spoken about when the, the mics are off. <laughs> oh, we're going into Sean's paranoia here. Hang on. When, uh, yeah, when uh, you've seen it in how many films have we seen it in where oh, you're sure. in the future and uh, uh, countries are now actually. Um, uh, brands or yeah, companies. Minority Report, Blade Runner, it's all yeah, written all, that all sort the of way stuff, through right? that. Yeah. And we're just, we're just heading that direction. 
Okay, that's it. I won't go, I won't go into it too much. <laughs> <laughs> now, the last thing I had to say was uh, the score is... The score is uh, I really uh, want to go into it, though. Just say no. <laughs> All right, well, let's see if we have time. We'll come back to it. Okay. I know we won't have time. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> so the score is, uh, is Danny Elfman came back to do this, and, but it's also got some uh, influence from Hans Zimmer, and we'll talk about this as a discussion yeah, why point. why not bring back all the people that were in uh, you know, charge of making all the other films not work? <laughs> why not? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so uh, that's what we know. Sean, what are your uh, thoughts? Remember, do we do a spoiler, non-spoiler on this, don't we, I think? Uh, I think we'll have to. Yeah, I guess we'll have yeah. to. But, uh, you know, most of the things I have to say uh, Oh, there's I one or two of those spoilers for me. Yeah. So, all right, let's general thoughts, go. Yeah, general thoughts, okay. CGI? Bit too much. Bit too much, oh, uh, bit too much... CGI, yeah, okay. Bit too much CGI, and, and what I mean by that is bad CGI. Yeah. Not just CGI in general, because there are plenty of films, and if you're walking into a film with Zack Snyder not expecting CGI, you shouldn't have gone to that film, or you don't know films. That's fine, and when I say you don't know films, that's not a, yeah. a bad thing. Look People at Sucker Punch. But if you uh, count yourself as a film buff or uh, love films and you're going into a Zack Snyder film and think that you're not going to see any CGI then yeah it's your, it's your own fault so I knew what I was getting into but it felt like that we were at the beginning of CGI again watching Wonder Woman walk out onto a ledge or something like that and in the background was a place that was completely out of focus in you know in comparison to where she's standing yeah how, do, how can you make that error Today. Today. Well, with $300 million. With $300 million. At your disposal, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I think the CGI in this film was one standout that was uh, below par and poor. I mean, yeah, there were some things. <laughs> there were some things that obviously worked, right? And there's a lot. There's so many layers to CGI these days. There's obviously mocap and there's there's landscape layering and, and all that stuff that yeah. they do. You know, and there's you look at one frame and there's probably four hundred frames within that one frame or layers within that one frame, yeah. right? So there's CGI that's easy, like to recognizable and like land, like backgrounds, like you're talking about. Yeah. And then there's mo motion capture CGI. And there's motion capture, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so like the, the stuff uh, I'm walk, talking yeah. about right here, as you say, it's the most basic. Of CGI. It's yes. somebody walking onto a, a soundstage that's got green screen or blue screen or whichever they're using yep. at that moment, and it's placing a background in. They don't get that wrong anymore. True. They, they got it wrong. And it looked, it looked like they were on a soundstage with a green screen or blue screen behind them. I agree with you, right? I was, I was uh, quite shocked by it, actually. But I also think there's two things here, because I think they've chosen a particular palette DCU have chosen a particular palette to go by, and it was created by Zack Snyder. Mm. Let's face it, right? And that was that whole kind of you know that that red and orange landscape and um, you know uh, sky in the background. All the backgrounds are all red and orange, and uh, I guess that's the kind of palette that they've cho chosen. And um, sometimes it looks really good, and other times it doesn't look good, and it looks a bit like dodgy yeah. but maybe that's the color palette they've gone for I, I don't know you know you just said created by Zack Snyder and I look, we've all seen the films that he's made and I can put my hand up to say that Watchmen was one of my favorite films when it came out excellent highly stylized and, yep. and just I thought it was brilliant but if you're gonna entrust somebody to create a franchise for you I mean 
what do I know? You know, but I'm not going to give all of my money to Zack Snyder, who relies on CGI heavy um, stuff to create these films. I just... Well, I think if you remember, if you remember, they actually brought in Christopher Nolan. Remember this in the early days of Man of Steel. In the early days, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and parts of Man of Steel are really quite grounded, and I love the look of the grounded yeah. parts of DCEU. It's in BVS. It's some of it's in Justice League. Yeah, not a lot, but there's a little bit. Yeah, and I love that look. You know, like when you know, like in Batman vs Superman at the start, where where um, Bruce Wayne's driving through the um, uh, Gotham. And, uh, you know, the Superman's having a fight uh, with Zod and blah, blah, blah. Sure. That whole, that whole thing, I, I love that look. Yeah, really love good. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just when they get to the real fighting and all the super villains and, the, you know, uh-huh. even in Wonder Woman, who we've talked about many a time on yeah. the podcast, is, is excellent film. We love it. But, you know, that all, the, the villain at the end, it's all world ending. It's all a bit, you know. And so why didn't they bring in someone like Nolan and say, you know, we're going to pay you so much money to create the whole universe now. Was he just over it completely, do you think? Maybe. I think uh, he was kind of handing the reins over and he had focus on other things like Dunkirk. Yeah. <laughs> of course, right? But he, if, I don't know if you noticed this, but he's still an executive producer on Justice League. Yeah, but... But he's... A, yeah, he's there. His prints aren't there, are they? Oh, who, who knows, right? Like, we weren't there, but you just feel that, yeah, he, he didn't seem like he had much involvement uh, mm. in, in what happened. Because... As you know, uh, in, in this industry, you could be Spielberg and you can overrule everyone that's, that's on those films because you're Spielberg. Or you could be Jerry Bruckheimer and overrule the director on everything that you do because you're Jerry Bruckheimer. It just depends who's got the biggest you know, swinging cool. yeah. bit that day. And uh, you could be anyone. It could be a... You could be Weinstein and you can do nothing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but <laughs> you know early? what I mean. Like, you, that's not too well. He's a bastard. Yeah, he's a bit too. Early. <laughs> but um, yeah, you, you could be. Uh, it depends on the the, the writer. Could be uh, like okay. So uh, for instance, Frank Darabont. Yep. Walking Dead. You yep. know, he wrote. He adapted the first yep, series. Season, yep. And then he famously left in arguments with everybody else yep. because it had to be his way or the highway. Basically, yes. is the small way of putting it down, and. If he had his way, then we might be seeing something a little bit different now. Oh, I think he would be now. Is it better or worse? That That's the real question. I, I thought season one was excellent. Yeah. Season two was really tough, and I think that was when they were butting heads. Arguing and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. season three picked up a bit, and then season four kicked in. Yeah, right? they created so, another, a world for us to keep going forth in. Yeah, yeah look, I, I don't know the answer to that, really. But I do know one thing, and... We're kind of talking about it now. One of my biggest problems with Justice League, and I'm not negative or positive yet, one of my biggest problems is it seems like there's so many hands involved, so many you know cooks in the kitchen, yeah. so many powers to be, so much control, and, and there's not one focus. You're there's right. not one person owning this thing. Now, we've talked about Zach and Joss, right? But that's you can't control that. But there's, they don't have a single vision in this film. No. It's just kind of... Kind of modular and put together, yeah. and 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 you know, a studio exec going yes, do this, and a studio exec doing no, do that, and and so forth, and you can actually see it on screen and in the storytelling. There's there's even a twenty minute period is one of my uh, points here. There's a twenty minute period where the humor and jokes decidedly change, and yeah. they become like you know very funny, almost um, slapstick in yeah. a way. Uh, well, and they're completely shoe shoehorned in. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so you really get a sense of, oh, okay, this is when 
uh, one of these players, directors, producers, whatever, came in and said, okay, for this 20 minutes, we're going to do this. There it is. Yeah. Well, well I think it's actually a lot of it's uh, Joss Whedon. Yeah. He's come in and I reckon the studios have said, now listen, Zach is gone for the moment. He's done this great film over here and he did BVS and Man of Steel. It's very dark and brooding. We just need a little bit of light. You know why? Because Marvel's doing so well over there, you know, yeah. collecting cash. Just inject a bit of and Deadpool happened at the same time. Just get some humor in there, right? So Joss, who is famous for doing it beautifully in Avengers, yeah. like he just nailed the humor in Avengers. And for me, didn't nail the humour in Avengers 2. It was too much, right? Oh, Avengers 2, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if you think about it, the humour that is shoehorned into this film is very similar to Avengers and Avengers 2. Yeah, uh, the way I would sort of try and categorise this is that if you gave me the 20 minutes that I've just mentioned with that sort of humour, I'm looking forward to this film and it looks good. And if you gave me 20 minutes of another part of the film, I would have said, oh, this is good. I'm looking forward to this film. Yeah, yeah. And another 20 parts of another part of the film, oh, yep. I'm good. You, know, you get the gist, right? And like you said, it's been pieced together, so it, it doesn't quite flow throughout the whole film. No. Now, should we give a, just a quick one word on where we sit with these films? Uh, do you mean um, you with, asked, all, with all the, all the DCEU films? Is, no, is that, no, you no? asked me on the way out, very briefly, what did you think? Oh, right. And I said, and I'll say it now, happy. Yes. That's it. You I did. was happy. Yep. So we seem quite negative at the moment. We are dissecting the film. Yeah. I oh, know completely. But yeah. that doesn't mean we're negative. No. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This means so much to us. Yeah, exactly, right? You know, yeah, I we've want been this. waiting for this forever. Yeah, I want this to be the, the, the Titanic of yes. my you know, love. Yeah. I love so don't, We're actually not <laughs> negative on the film, I think, generally speaking. Yeah. But in dissection, well, hey, it's open for, and he's open for dissection, and oh, it's completely. open for you know uh, slather a little bit. But look, I my one worder is um, my one worder is fun but disappointing. That's, That's right. <laughs> you cannot stick like, you know. Let's do a top five, and I'll put ten in there. You yeah, know, that's you, me. Yeah. And we've spoken about this. One yeah, word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> It could have been. It could have been so much, right? Yeah. So where else do you want to go? There's so many places we can go with this film. Um, yeah. Well, look, can I just keep going? Sure. You know, you know I am. I'll jump all yep. over the place. It's just where my mind goes. Jump and... in. The water's warm. Yeah. So I said about the CGI. It was a bit too much, and that's fine. Uh, but then I've got something, and I'm looking at only the juiciest stuff to a little bit later. But um, characters, like all of them, I thought were were good. You know, I didn't think that anyone sucked. No. And I actually liked Cyborg a lot more than I thought I would. Because when he first came on screen, I was like, oh, okay, this is a bit annoying. Is the only way I could describe it? But he seemed to very quickly grow on on me. Um, does that sort of resemble anything that you felt? Uh, I um Look, I didn't dislike the character. Like you said, they're all good. Yeah. Um, funny thing with Cyborg is he's not... Now, I don't know if this is their intention, but as a character and yeah. a personality within the film, he's actually not a likable character. He's actually not a likable personality. When I say likable, like, he, you know, you can't laugh. He never cracks a joke. Sure. He, he, he's got this past that we don't know about, okay, so they could be reserving it for some something, another film down the track. He's just not a likable character, He's he, except for the fact that he can save... Like he does some really good things 
with his superpowers to help the Justice League. That's the only positive. Otherwise, he's moping around like a bloody... No, you see, well, I disagree. Right. Yeah. Well, what I, do you I mean, think? Because that's what I saw. Yeah, no, no. But I think maybe it's our humour. And, you know, my humour, I like to sort of cut at people and yeah, I, yeah, I enjoy yeah. that sort of style dark, of it. Yeah. And that's kind of his humour. He made so many jokes in no, that. No. Yeah. No second, one. Second, well, that, I mean, can I remember any line from that film? No. That's what you're asking. No. I'm Especially terrible with that Superman stuff. ones. Yeah. <laughs> we'll um, talk about that. <laughs> but we... You Oops, know, if you, I can't hear what you're saying because I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, zip, go. <laughs> um... The guy who's wearing a Marvel T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, knew, I knew. I should have just walked in with no shirt on. <laughs> Why? Uh, anyway, the point is, is that second half of that film, he actually was making some, making some really <laughs> sarcastic, cutting comments uh, while he was deadpan looking at um, the, you know, certain boxes and you know, working with a plot of the films. But he gave away a lot of jokes, and he was just hammering the Flash with these things, and I laughed a lot. At Actually, yeah, no, there was said. a couple there. Yeah, I missed that. I kind of forgot about those ones, but, but okay. I think that's when he was growing on me, and uh, he was annoying at the beginning because he was not moody. even brooding. He was yeah. just sort of, I, well, I don't know. Ooh, I didn't really get the character. Yeah. I guess, yeah. The fact is, the problem is we don't have an origin film, right? No, yeah. So this guy just comes in, he's already transferred into, he's got his superpowers or he's a robot or whatever, and all of a sudden he's carrying on, and we're like, okay, we're just supposed to go with it. Unlike... Sorry, unlike Avengers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they had the opportunity to set up their characters and then they all came together once we that's actually right. knew them. Yeah. So it's kind of role reverse. And sometimes in some parts that's working for me, in other parts it's not working. And, and this cyborg character yeah. is um, suffering because we don't yeah. know his background. And I agree with you wholeheartedly there. They gave him 10 to 15 minutes at max to try and establish himself as a character in the justice league. Like if you ever had, if you ever said to any fan out there, just give me some characters in justice league. Generally he would not be named. Uh, in the top in, in 10 the, probably. Yeah, I know he's in there, but yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he's not in there all the time. Where's firestorm? I want with firestorm. <laughs> um, anyway, green lantern. <laughs> green, they even show green lantern a lot at the beginning, right? Non-spoiler. It's part of the Marvel. I think you gave away something because it's part of the Marvel. Uh, Marvel. It's part of the DC flippage at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm talking about. We haven't spoken about the fact. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because otherwise, I missed whatever you're talking about. Oh no way. Yeah. I will talk about it in spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost my favorite part of the film. Oh, I completely missed that then. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, you, yeah, whatever you uh, gave away, you gave away, uh, my friend. <laughs> I see what um, you did there. Well done. <laughs> reversal. Reversal. Anyway, so so I, I look forward to the development of Cyborg. I think there could be something there, um, much like there was for Ant-Man or um, what will be for Black Panther coming up. Yes. Yeah. Um, by the way, that trailer for Black Panther does not interest me one, one bit um, because I thought it was more... Uh, it's funny you say that because I've had, I kind of feel the same as you. Yeah. Right? We've had so many people turn around, oh, that trailer's, oh my God, I can't wait for it. You know, like really, really excited by it. I'm like, oh, I'm a little bit flat. And I love Black Panther, the little snippets we've we've had so far. Yep, yep. Love it. Everything before the, the main trailer or trailer two was mm. great. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
Did you notice anything about? Sorry, did you you've got more to roll on, or? Oh, I've got you know a few here. Days worth, yeah. Um, I've got uh, so Diana, a little underused, Wonder yeah. Woman. Yeah, yeah, after the hit of Wonder Woman, yeah, but yeah, they reintroduced it very quickly in a in an opening scene, which was nice. Yeah, that was good, except um, for the standing on the scales, <laughs> with the okay. bad CGI. But, um, and 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 they tipped the scales uh, with butt shots in one particular scene when everyone was jumping out of a, I don't know, whatever it is, the helicopter, the bat, bat helicopter, the Batmobile, whatever it is. Yes. What do they call it? They tip the scales when everyone was jumping out so you see their bums in a sort of glorious shot. But otherwise, <laughs> they really, he still played on like just showing Wonder Woman's butt all the time. Now, I don't want to complain so much about that because, you know, of course, for, for me and you know, other red-blooded people, it's great. <laughs> people. <laughs> But in this day and age, you, you, you tend not to see that so much, the gratuitous sort well, of Well, here's, a, here's the thing, right, because I, I definitely took note on that. <laughs> I yeah. was paying attention. And Patty Jenkins had zero yeah. in Wonder Woman. People were laughing in the cinema last night. I don't know if you yeah. realise, yeah. Like, uh, every Zack so Snyder yeah. had probably four or five. Yep. Yeah. And... No need for it. Sure. When you're trying to get little girls yeah. to follow a superhero and... Wonder Woman being probably, besides CW Supergirl, being one of the only female superheroes yeah. to go up, yeah. then, yeah, you don't want to be showing that butts are the things that everyone's, you know, looking into. Oh, it's a nice bum and all that stuff. Well, I mean, yeah, there, there's gratuitous and then there's... Um, By the way, I then, can't then believe I'm saying that. Yeah. I'm just going to say. I, yeah, yeah. I, but I, I kind of agree with you. I hear what yeah. you're saying because it is quite evident. That, yeah, there's a gratuitous and then there's the long shots. <laughs> They just happen to be talking. Yeah. You know, We're not waving off a race in Fast and the Furious here. <laughs> um, but uh, so with that, I also thought that really like badly, Batman was underused, and not Bruce Wayne, but Batman. I gave him an opening scene as well, but it wasn't cool. Like no. it was just something I've seen. Well, here's before. the thing: we, we saw the best of Batman in Batman vs Superman, one of the highlights of BVS, and love or hate that film. Not many people can turn around and say they didn't like the warehouse fight scene of Batman. Oh, yeah. It was beautiful, right? Yeah. And that's Zack Snyder at his best. Yep. yep. Right? We had none of that. We had, well, we had a little bit at the beginning, like you said, but that was completely not on par. Yeah. And the rest of it, he was in his um, Batmobiles and his, his you know, Bat planes yeah. and Bat everything well, else. And the reason why he was in Bat everything else is because <laughs> we had a film where he, he was basically conscious of the fact that he's getting older. And he was also conscious of the fact, and they made us very conscious of the fact, that he's not a superhero. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry, but everything that I know about Batman is that um, he fights against that superhero stereotype and battles it to the death. You yeah. Know, that sort of thing. With literally his hands and fists and blood, sweat and tears, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he just And he can take like, on the Superman, you know? He felt like in this film to me, the accountant that was uh, you know, putting together <laughs> a, a team to go and kill somebody for him. Yeah. So that that was really annoying, uh, more than because I love Ben Affleck as Batman, an older, you know, yeah. wiser, you know, scarred Batman. Love it. Love it. Love, yeah. it, love it, love it. And what they showed you in the warehouse scene, I want to see that kind of stuff. Plus, he's Bruce Wayne because he does a great Bruce Wayne in The Batman. That's all yeah. I want to see. Yeah, all yeah. that. And really dark and no freaking CGI. I want a, I want a kind of normal villain, you know, even if it is um, 
Lex Luthor. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get on the villains. Uh, probably is that spoilers. Is that where we're going? Yeah, to? I think so. Yeah. yeah, so we can just go freely. But um, I, I, yeah, I agree with you there. Flash. I love Flash. I love Flash for two reasons. One, I think that he is funny and brilliant, and this is through all the different incarnations of Flash yes. that I've seen. Yep. But also for my kids, you know, I've got young boys. A great character for that. You know, and he even says the line in the trailer and the film, obviously. Um, you know, I, d- I don't know about battle. All I ever really do is push and run away. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a big laugh. Yeah, and it was good. It, but that, that encompasses what the Flash is about. He, he doesn't want to hurt people. He wants to save people. Yeah. And uh, I like that as, a, as an idol for my kids. So that's why I always try and buy T-shirts with the Flash on it, by the way. Well, I was earlier talking about that. But he's hilarious in this film. And that's, and that's not just, I think... I mean, there was a definite uh, moment in that 20-minute period of the humour changing where his humour changed with types of jokes. Yep. But that's fine. But otherwise, he was hilarious, the whole film. Well, I mean, it's funny you say hilarious, actually. Um, for me, he obviously was a comic relief, no question about it, right? Yeah. And for the most part, his jokes were pretty fun. Yeah. You know, they were really, and he, I really like Ezra Miller as um, Flash. Yeah. I think he's good. I was, yeah, because I was really hoping that he'd get the CW guy to do it. Yes. Uh, because that, I really like him. just can't do that. But you know what? I'm sold on this guy as well. He's very good. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? So I agree that there was some forced jokes in there and they went straight to Flash because he was a comic relief. You compare him, this is my opinion, you compare him to Spider-Man and Spider-Man Homecoming or Spider-Man in Civil War. Yeah. And for me, the jokes and the way Peter Parker was and Spider-Man in Civil War was far superior than The Flash. Sorry, than The Flash's humour in this film. I'm going to disagree. Really? Again, yeah. I, I, I agree that as a whole film with um, Spider-Man in there, it's funnier. Definitely. But think about what... The Flash and this this kid had the fight against to make himself funny in this film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good point. You know, and that's where I'm coming from with that this dark universe kind of. Yeah, thing. You're yeah. In a, yeah, and and you've got a director who's basically trying to just concentrate on deadpan. You know, can you do a <laughs> kick in slow motion with yeah. a red background? Yeah, um, that's out of focus. Um, <laughs> but well, yeah, you, so I, I think, think he did clearly, really well with that. You can clearly see where Joss Whedon's come in and forced Flash, Flash, Flash's humour on us. Yeah. For the most part, it worked. Some of them were a bit corny. Come on. Sure. But, you know, that's what happens with most comedies, as you would have it. They're going to be some yeah, corny for the jokes most, when yeah. you try. Yeah. For the most fun? part, they work. You, you accept uh, a few fails for the majority of good laughter. Yeah, so. yeah there we are. Um, I don't care about the other characters. <laughs> Because um, I know that we're probably going to go on to Superman. Do you want to speak about um, Superman and CGI now? Or do you want to go to spoilers? No, I think we'll do that in spoilers because he may not be alive. Yeah. True. Um, well, I guess I just took it for granted, that, you know, <laughs> um, knowing what happens. Mm. Um, I will say just in the non-spoiler part, I think um, what a Justice League has to do or an Avengers has to do yeah. is with these with these characters that we don't know too much about, that uh, they don't haven't had their origin film yet, like Black Panther, like The Flash, right? They need to do this film where you're busting to see their origin film. Yeah. Yes. Post Civil War, Spider Man, 
and Black Panther was like a big tick. Yes, I need to see their origin film. Yeah. This one has three characters, right, that haven't had origin films yet. Wonder Woman looked at, came across amazingly in Batman vs Superman. Yeah, you're like, wow, I want to see more I of her. See that, yeah. They did Wonder Woman, they nailed it. This one, they got three new characters. I want to see Flash. I want to see Aquaman's film. I don't care about Cyborg. Yeah, uh, like I, I do. I guess I agree with. I, you know, you don't care about Cyborg. I, I'm interested, but I'm not hanging to see it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, the last thing I say, I think, before we go to spoiler territory, is maybe uh, DC and Marvel. It's kind of like what, uh, back in the day, Star Trek and Star Wars was. They're both sci-fi films, much like DC, Marvel, comic for, comic book for movies. And like Star Trek and Star Wars, people ex- uh, maybe expected the same type of feeling, same you know genre tone, in a way. Yeah. Tone, yeah, tone's the best word. Yeah, tone all the way through. But obviously, and we know today that they're not... And you don't have that many people that are in both camps. You do have people in both camps, but not many. You also don't have many people that sit on the fence. They're generally Hardcore Star DC. Trek or, yeah, yeah. or, or, Star, or Wars, Star Wars, right? Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's what we're seeing now in our lifetime. Maybe, yeah. You know, this, this thing of, look, we, both, we all expect a comic book film, but because MCU had a chance to sort of lay the groundwork first, that we're, we're yeah, so stuck in that that we're trying to actually say this is kind of like a sequel to an MCU film. Yeah. That's what we expect. We've had this. Rather than taking ourselves out of that box and saying, hey, this can be something completely different. And, an and DC be okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but help- DCU feels like it's catching up, it's playing catch up. No, and I, yeah, I do agree with that. But, but it shouldn't. Yeah, and I guess what I'm trying to say is that what I think DC needs to concentrate on and you mentioned this before, is trying to put themselves in the real world, like Christopher Nolan did. Yeah. You know, use the Joker. Use Lex Luthor. Yeah. Use all those it's guys. All there. Stop going to space. There are Avengers spending their time in space, and for a long part of their sequels, it doesn't work. Yes. We love some of the originals. We love the new Thor because it's funny. But, uh, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and yeah. Avengers 2 just wasn't quite there. No. Yeah. And it's it, you know, space, space, space. Let's, let's get in the real world where yeah. the audience understands what fear is. But still take it away from a Nolan, which was real, real grounded. Yeah. Well, I, I think, some, as I said, like some of the Batman vs Superman and Man of Steel elements or scenes, when they were grounded and real world, were excellent. Yeah. I love, I love that part of it. You know, it's only when they carried on into, like you're saying, alien territory and CGI territory, you kind of lose it a little bit. But... I just think I just wish that DCU would be their own thing. Just focus on what they want to do, and they they kind of got it right with a little bit right with Man of Steel. Kind of got it right with BVS, but they missed a, missed the mark a little bit here and there. But they were on the right track. They they should have just kept going with that. Wonder Woman hit out the park, right? Because why? Because the story was cohesive, yeah. <laughs> and the narrative was like understandable, and it was just it knew what it wanted to be. Yeah, and it. Was that? Yeah, and we loved it. Of course, we did, right? Yeah, yeah. Justice League. There's a lot, lot to like about this film, but there's a lot of hands in the fire, and it was just. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I think uh, we're uh, we're done with this little bit. Yeah, we'll a... let's give us an overall review, hey? Um, go to spoilers, and then go to spoilers. So overall we, we'll review, just... yeah, yeah, okay. 
Um, look, as I said before, I was really happy with this film, and I'd be happy to watch this again on uh, on Blu-ray myself. Um, I think that anyone who uh, enjoys comic book movies needs to see this at the cinema, because if you want to, you know, get a lot of Zack Snyder's um, goodness vision, vision, you can only <laughs> do that at the cinema. Yeah. Um, if yeah, but otherwise, I'm going to watch this again on on Blu-ray myself. Uh, I just wish that. Um, they had a, a coherent story, a flowing story uh, that could have been, it could have been so much more. It could have been so much more. With that said, I'm still very happy to watch it again. Uh, yeah, I agree with with pretty much everything you said there. Now, I've seen this movie twice and something interesting happened on the second time. I obviously let my, let my guard, guard down a little bit and I really enjoyed the first hour, hour and 20 minutes. Far more than I did the first time because I had expectations and clearly it wasn't meeting it. Yeah. Um, so, but but the second time I, I kind of enjoyed most of it because that last yeah. act for me really lets it down. You yeah. know, on the second viewing. So anyway, I agree with you, man. This is a tempo film. Go to the movies and watch it if superhero films interest you. Just go like yeah. see it as soon as you can. Yeah, right? have to right. And uh, outside of that, clearly watch it on Blu-ray. Um, there's still enough to like about it to watch it on Blu-ray. I think. Uh, yeah, so that's, I think, overall good, but I, I'm disappointed because of exactly what you said, and that is what it could have been. It could have been, yeah. And I take you back to, I know it's, and I agree with you talking about MCU and DCU, but I take you back to how I walked out of Avengers number one, when they all came together, and uh, it was the crew. I walked out of that film going, that was fucking excellent. Yeah, as, the, as did the world. Yeah. As did the world. Yeah. I can't say that for this. But there's a lot to like. Yep. All right, let's move into our spoiler territory where we can really get our teeth into some of this film. Because I know we want to. I feel that uh, we want to. Yeah, we've touched on it, guys. So uh, if you have seen a film, then yeah, continue listening. If you haven't seen a film, but you're interested in what else we could talk about, please listen. If you haven't seen a film, why not? Spoilers, <laughs> here we come. Spoilers! Oh my god. Spoilers. Um, do you know what? We're sitting there last night and, uh, of course, there are kids all around. There's oh, kids. in the cinema? Watching yeah, the movie? Yeah, watching it. Was. Yeah. And all they did the whole time. I heard someone in front say something like, um, Star Wars trailer came on and I heard the person in front go, oh, look at Star Trek. He was, he was actually making a joke about like, he was actually in on the joke, if you know what I mean. Like, of course it's not Star Trek, it's Star right, Wars. Right, right, And that's the way he came across. But maybe somehow that sarcasm... Did you didn't... elbow him in the head? No, no, I was fine with oh, that. Okay, cool. Because I'm used to people saying that, because he was actually with his friends. He was showing off his knowledge sure. uh, in, in terms of humour with that sort of world. But the person behind me, the sarcasm, the sarcasm, sarcasm didn't flow over my head into them. <laughs> I stopped at you. So he's telling his friends... Oh, it's a new that Star Trek. dickhead down there oh. just said Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> so you elbowed him. <laughs> Tell me you elbowed someone in the head. Someone deserves an elbow uh, in the head. Well, have you seen my wife lately? That's what, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what? Domestic violence, not funny. No. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to stand up at that moment and explain to them, like, where everything had gone wrong in all of their jokes and they just... Yeah. Did happen. But anyway, we move on. Yeah. 
So spoilers. Sure spoilers. My first spoiler <laughs> is going to be all around Superman, Man of Steel, and what's with that upper top lamp? I um I you mentioned this after the first time you saw it, but of course one day before we saw it. Um I don't know what you're talking about. Wow. Besides the first, like so he let, let's let's call it twice we see him in chunks. And the first chunk, which is a little um, mobile f- bit of footage with him. Yep. The Insta. That Instagram. bothered me a little bit. Yep. Because obviously I was thinking, I can't wait to see Superman, he's up a lip. Jason said everything about the Mo. Uh, uh. But actually, it was didn't, a little You didn't annoying. notice it. Well, at it all. Little, no, it was a little annoying. At the, at the, no, I, you, I mean, you notice it. It's not like it's not standing out. But it bothered not- me. So for those who don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> yeah. uh, Henry Cavill was filming uh, Mission Impossible 6 with Paramount. And obviously Joss came in and what, they wanted to do some re- reshoots of um, Man of Steel stuff. Yeah. So Paramount said, yeah, sure, you can have Henry Cavill to do that for a week or two, whatever the hell the days yeah. were. But he's supporting a, a beautiful moustache for his character <laughs> in MI6. You cannot shave it. And they're like, yeah, no worries, mate. We'll, we'll just CGI it out How does in it post. Work? Right? We'll just CGI it, right? So it must be a nice bushy mustache because they've fucked up this CGI. Now, I know you didn't see it too much, but mm. trust me, like I've said it twice, yeah. and I can tell you so Superman lives. <laughs> For those, this is spoiler. We're in spoiler territory. Oh, he comes back from the dead. He does. And it's quite funny how they do that. So we won't tell you, tell you that. Yeah. But. Look, he com- he comes back, and he's also in that um, opening sequence that you talked about. And you know, he's in the film for probably I don't know, maybe there's three or four scenes of maybe up to ten minutes of screen time, sure. something like that. Of two of those direct shot scenes, it's Henry Cavill, um, obviously pre reshoots. Yeah. So you could tell that his lips were fine. There's no CGI. You can tell. I've seen it yeah. twice. I know it, right? Okay. The other scenes, which is a lot of other scenes, right? It's all his top lip and his mouth around his mouth yeah. is all CGI. And it it drove me bonkers because yeah. they've spent $300 million on this film. And to be honest with you, and I, I hopefully you'll notice it in Blu-ray, yeah. they didn't. They couldn't get it right. I, uh, yeah, didn't notice it Too as, ambitious. as much. Um, I was looking for it. Heavily as well, obviously, but no, that's wow. fine. Okay, maybe I'm just ultra sensitive to it or something. I don't know because I pick up on other people have mentioned it. Yeah, but so it's not like you know other people haven't noticed. But yeah, it didn't bother me. I, I noticed there was a little difference. It seemed a bit flat to me. I guess it wasn't as as lifelike, active as a top okay. lip would usually be. Anyway, it bothered the hell out of me. It really annoyed me the whole film to the point where I literally didn't hear a word that Superman said the first time I watched it. <laughs> and then the second time I kind of listened to half yeah. of what he said. I was, just, I was just thinking maybe it's because I work in TV and uh, most people have Botox and most of the lips don't move. <laughs> Actually, that's a really good one. That's what he looked like. He looked like he had Botox. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how it came across in that first opening scene. Yeah. That's why, and I was like, oh, it doesn't bother me. Most people I see have that. And <laughs> there you go. That, that's actually really what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> funny. That's so funny. Um, so when do we get on to the bad guy? Well, now we're talking when? about CGI. Let's let's talk about <laughs> Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf, right? Oh, 
Yeah. What do you think? So what do you think? You know what? Overall, as, a, as an actual bad guy, in theory, this guy makes sense. On paper. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. He is pretty mean, right? Uh, the, there's, he, one part of, yep. there was, there's one part of him that I really liked in this film. It wasn't really him, but it was... When and one thing the thing they did really well is very uh, Zack Snyder as well is when they did the um, the it was almost like a, a Lord of the Rings um, prevision of you know what happened in the past yeah. with the three boxes yeah and the fight for the three boxes sure. that was a great little sequence actually I that really I really enjoyed it that's where um, a Zack Snyder comes in right? yeah and he did it really well yeah. and this is where um, so it was humans it was. Um, uh, it was the Amazonians. Oh yeah, and the Atlanteans. third Atl- and the third one was Atlanteans. Yeah, and then the fourth one, which you didn't pick up on in this whole yeah. um, uh, flashback scene, was the green uh, the uh, Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, I didn't pick that up. Yeah, so there was like flashes of Green Lantern Corps swinging down and kind of creating things with their ring, and he kills one of them, Steppenwolf. Kills one of them, and the ring falls off and floats back up into the sky, back oh. up to the core. And Steppenwolf actually turns around, looks at it, and goes, What? That's weird. And then gets smashed over the head. Oh, you nasty. missed all no, that. The, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, Oh, that's Green, like, green Lantern Core. Excellent. You know? Oh, that's bad. I need to watch that again. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that part. Yeah. That was good. But yeah, so that was the best part of it. But then for me, yeah, he should be a meaty character. Again, they've gone with the whole motion capture CGI for for the first thing. Yeah. So he, his face just doesn't quite cut it. Kind of like the best way I can liken it to is Beauty and the Beast is a great film. What a great adaptation of the original source, right? Yeah. But for me, the Beast was just a bit off in the CGI. It was kind of flat and not really didn't really pop. It was a Do you bit think it's CGI. your eyes? Because I didn't have a problem with the... You told me about that as well, and I, I didn't have a problem with Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe I just have... Uh, do you know what? I've <laughs> high seen, expectations. No, well, I've had high... Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. you're watching a $300 million film. It should be perfect. And why do I think that? Because you've seen perfect. Look, if we've learned anything in this lifetime, the more money, more money, more problems. Notorious B.I.G. taught us that. More money, more money, yo, here comes the jazz. No, I'm serious though. Like, you know, you, you bring more of a, a budget in. What does that mean? It's the people that have a lower budget are still handling the big budget films. Yeah. So they're probably still mishandling films as they go about. Yeah. Look, I, I agree. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know, maybe I'm just, it really bugs me. But, I, but the, what I'm saying <laughs> is I've seen gonna better. Maybe he was going to be a, a real human. Like a you know, human face, and we're gonna latex everything and whatnot. And then Henry Cavill turned up with his mo, yeah. and they said, "Oh, sorry, we have to spend five million on taking out his mo." Like, give you know how many people That's... that employs? Yeah, no, I know, I actually do. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've... anyway. Like you compare, <laughs> you compare in the two in the early noughties, two thousands. Yeah, they created a CGI mo. Oh, nice. They they created a CGI mocap um, uh, villain. Oh, sorry, not villain character of um, Gollum, right? Now oh, you look yeah, back yeah. at Gollum now, and he's you know it's not perfect, but it was early Precious. mocap, early mocap, yeah. you know. And but it's still, I still think it's almost better than some of the stuff we're seeing today. Well, look, the the apes in all of the the last three planet films. There right? you go. Yeah, that the that's apes my are more point. believable than a lot of humans or. The CGI in that, and that's wetter again, right? The CGI in that yeah. is 
perfect. I did. So get why wet, can't yeah. we get that? I was wet. Yeah, that's what you said, right? <laughs> wetter, yeah, wetter. What's wetter? New Zealand. New Zealand. But what is? I don't think you say wetter New Zealand to to people who then don't know oh, what it okay, is. Right. What, what's what's wetter? Wetter is a um, is a special effects company that comes out of uh, New Zealand. Did all the um, FX, CGI, and makeup for Lord of the Rings and Hobbit and plenty of other films, uh, King Kong and obviously uh, oh, right. uh, Planet of the Apes. I knew that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I wear the hat around most days. You do, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good hat. <laughs> so, yeah, but that's a great point. You've seen that. So I'm not yeah. sure who did um, Justice League. I'd like to know, actually. Um, I'm sure it's not Industrial Light and Magic, yeah. ILM. But yeah, they do pretty good, yeah. good work. Yeah. yeah, so whoever it is, I think they need to be spoken to. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the man to call them and write to them. Yeah, call me. Well, the thing is, <laughs> but you've got all these highly paid executives and you've got to think they're watching these rushes every day. Of course they are. Yeah. They've seen a finished film maybe four months ago, whatever it might be. Yeah. Surely some guy sitting there going, hang on, the CGI is probably not up to par here. Yeah. I listened to a great podcast, um, Hollywood Babylon, Ralph Garman, Kevin Smith. I've mentioned it in previous weeks. Yeah, but they, yeah. they have a segment, Shit That Should Not Be, which is basically, uh, it's kind of back in the day where People would make films, and it's kind of you know actually cutting film when they would say leave it on the cutting room floor. Yeah, right. And you know sometimes reshooting things was too expensive because it's all on film. So that they would uh, just sort of go, you know what? No one's going to notice that this kid pulled down his pants and bared his ass for a moon in the background because who's going to pause it on a VHS player? <laughs> that type of thing. And obviously yeah. today we, we can do that, and now we're finding all these movie mistakes. Mm. But that shouldn't happen in today's day and age with the fact that you can shoot something. You don't have to wait for it to be developed. You just shoot it, you upload it, and you watch it. Yeah. So you can get this instant But most feedback. of what we're talking about, though, is not even shooting. It's actually in post-production. So if you're not happy with it, do it again or do it better. Yeah. It's not like you have to go out and reshoot mm. <clears throat> for the most part. Yeah. It's a problem. It's a real problem. Um, so we have Steppenwolf, and I felt that he's like para, para aliens. What is that what they called? Parademons. Parademons. Sorry, parademons. I thought they were pretty good actually. Yeah, no I have problem no complaints with about that yeah. because and they're very alien CGI, but eh, I'm okay with them. Yeah, but they're out of this world. Yeah. So what else do I Bit expect? Menacing. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. Oh, yeah, we're menacing, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I like them. Oh, <laughs> sorry, on Steppenwolf, though, didn't that sound like... For, that sounded so much like Liam Neeson as a voiceover, right? Oh, for Steppenwolf? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Who was it? I don't know. I did look it up. It was <laughs> someone I, I don't really know. I'll, I'll have a yeah. look now just for shits and gigs, but... So, yeah, he could have been just so powerful and so great. And then again, you look at someone in Thor Ragnarok where they've got that demon the ender of worlds or whatever his mm. name is you know that they rely on um his character was better than steppenwolf like looking and how yeah. menacing he was yep and he was only in it for 10 minutes so I agree how how can you get it so wrong dc how can you get bad guys so wrong? When everyone talks about the difference between Marvel and DC, they talk about the fact that DC has the best bad guys. Correct. Because they don't rely on 
uh, completely out-of-the-world characters. They have people grounded in the same world as mm. you and I that will, you know, take your family, slit their throats, and, you know, put them to their death. It's disgusting, right? Like, it's just... that. But that's what it is. They have arguably, or... No, not even arguably. They have the best villain known to man at their disposal, and they've underutilized in the new DCEU, like to the nth degree. The Joker. The Joker. Yeah, and then they talk about how he doesn't fit the piece. Oh, go away! Like, like you, how? How can you tell that? Like, look at Spider-Man: Homecoming. What was so good about <laughs> <Finally>. Spider-Man? Yeah. <laughs> what was so good and refreshing about Spider-Man: Homecoming? Tell me. Uh, Michael Keaton. Bingo. Yeah. It was a realistic villain who had motive yep. and, and was... A great actor gr- in that role. A wonderful actor and was grounded. Yep. The yep. only thing he had is he had some alien tech. Yeah, That's sure. it. Fine. But it was so refreshing. Please, just... And they can just bring back that. Bring back humans yeah. who can just cut <laughs> people's throats if they need to. And you know what? <laughs> I'd like Jared Leto to be the guy to come back. But we all know that they're looking for a standalone film that's possibly going to be DiCaprio. A what? Oh, yeah. I haven't heard that. Scorsese. DiCaprio. No, I haven't heard that. Oh. But well, what, the job? Oh. You're a bit behind. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's say it was DiCaprio. I love him as an actor, and I'm sure he would do a great job, and I'll be reviewing that film later on going, <laughs> oh, wow, he's amazing. Oscar. But before we get there, why not give Jared Leto an actual turn? Yeah. Because... Sure, he came out with the, like, you know, everyone knows, yes, we would have loved Heath Ledger to have been the Joker in these films. But it, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Well, it's and just a different take on it. And I thought he was great. And it's not his fault that the people are a bit down on the Joker. That was the movie itself. That Nothing movie to do itself. with him. Yeah, yeah, Nothing yeah. to do with him. Because for me, he was excellent. Yeah, and, and uh, like you said about the trailer and people not showing certain things uh, coming out of trailers... There was a bit in, in the Suicide uh, Squad trailer when everyone's walking through and then you hear the, ah, 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 and everyone looks like they're shitting their pants. Yeah. Because that in, in, in that instance, it gave you, in this world, that people shat themselves when they thought the Joker was around. Yep. That's all I needed to, to be very, uh, in your words, which I hate, pre-cum. I hated, <laughs> uh, I was there, right? Um It'll work. It'll 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 catch you. It'll stick. But I was there. It'll for, stick. I was there. For, oh it'll gosh. stick. I was there for that. Right. Stop it. I was there for that. I was. And then they didn't put that in the movie. I know, right? And she just uh, Harley Quinn. You know, great Harley Quinn in that. Uh, she kept saying, "Oh, you know, Jake's coming about." You know, in the Aussie, Aussie accent. accent. <laughs> Jake's gonna be bad. He's gonna fucking smash you. Um, it's <laughs> basically she what didn't I quite uh, say like that, Margot, like, but. But, uh, but you know, he, again, he was underused and people are complaining about how he was underused um, and complaining that what they saw was not good enough. It's like, what, what did he get to do? Mm. Except for come in for a couple of scenes and I thought be awesome. He was psychotic. I like that part of him. And, I mean, the thing is that he had such big shoes to fill in, Heath Ledger and Jack Nicholson, oh, right? Massive. Daunting task. Yep. But he had a fresh take on it, a fresh contemporary take Completely. on it. Completely. Right? Yeah. But beautiful. And it was underutilized. It gives me the shits. Yeah. Because all they needed in, in what would have made Suicide Squad a great film is he was the villain. Yeah. 
That's it. Oh my god, yes. It's, it's too easy. And even put him in Justice League as the villain. Why not? Although I do like models dancing around weird space going into, you know, um, the sky thingies. Then Kara, De, what's her name? Delavine, De- De- yeah. Yeah. Fine. Oh, she looks apart. Ella, Ella Enchant. Ella Enchant. But why have a model uh, in, <laughs> in that scene if you're going to make them look terrible? <laughs> Just get anyone. Yeah. Get someone that looks terrible and put them in that scene. Oh, look, I have no problem with. Um, with Della anyway, like, yeah. But I'm just saying, you've got this whole space thing again. Yeah, put it in the real world. Let Jared Leto take over the Joker yeah. in that moment. And that film becomes something slightly better. I'm not going to say it's the best film in the world, but it'll be slightly better if they allow that. Oh, I agree. The rescue of Harley Quinn, Joker's introduced, um, and uh, Batman somehow comes in a lot more at the end of the Suicide Squad to help out. So spoilers, we're in spoilers. Obviously, there is there's no no. I completely agree with everything yeah, yeah. you're saying. There's there's two scenes at the end of the credits. There's a mid credit uh, sequence, so stay for that, and which is quite fun, even though uh, Superman's top lip was giving me the shits. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of there's a lot of fun scene between the Flash and Superman. It's the kind of thing we've always wanted to see, right, on the big screen. Yeah, completely. It's very very quick, but it gives you a taste of what could be, right? But then there's also a post-credit sequence, which now here's what's interesting. Yeah. As much as I love it, it also gives me the shits. So this is the first post-credit sequence ever for DCU. Am I correct in saying that? Um, I'm positive. I, I I don't know, but sure. I'm I'll positive it, it is yeah. right. So they've gone down the Marvel route, and this this is. To, this is kind of as much as I liked it it was a fun scene that introduces um, an old character out of BVS and a new character that's going to be in the uh, up and coming The Batman uh, as a villain and also promises of a lot to come with uh, another league of their own (laughs) I'll just say that without saying too much more so that was a lot of fun but it's it's, you know what it is? It just reeks of Joss Weldon coming over, Whedon coming over, yeah. saying, right, guys, let's make it fun, funnier, lighter, and why not have a um, post-credit sequence at the end? Yeah. And that's all Marvel, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, completely. That's all good and well, but no. Just stick to your guns. Just make the film you want to make. Forget about what other people are doing, and if it's a good story, people will come, full stop. Yeah. Sure. And uh, a great example of this for me that gives me the shits as well <laughs> is the score. This is my last point yeah. on spoilers. I suppose, yeah. The score, right? It was a mixed bag. It had moments from uh, Man of Steel, from, uh, um, uh, from Hans Zimmer. It had its own score for that, for, for that film. And it also had, I don't know if you noticed this, man, but it had, Danny Elfman did the score. He brought in the Batman score from the Tim Burton Batman's. Did oh, you right. notice this? No, no, I didn't. Oh my gosh. So when Batman's on screen and he kind of does his superhero thing and saves the, the day at the moment, saves yeah. the moment of whatever he's doing, they bring in the original, because Danny Elfman did Batman and Batman sure. Returns. Right? Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. But they brought this into the Justice League, right? Yeah. And I'm going, hang on a second, I'm so confused because as much as I love that score for the 80s, yeah. it was wonderful. As no, it does not belong in 2017's Justice League. Yeah, right. What is he? What are they doing? It doesn't make sense to me. It's a completely. It's two universes ago. Yeah, we've had uh, we had bloody um, uh, Tim Burton. We've had um, what's his name? 
did Batman and Robin. <laughs> oh, Schumacher. Schumacher. Yeah, yeah. We've had Nolan. Yeah. We've had, yeah, and now we've had Zack Snyder. It yeah. doesn't make sense why they'd bring that in. I think, and you know what? They need to spend money on getting Nolan and just saying, mate, stop doing what, like Dunkirk, who's going to remember this? I haven't seen it, right? But who's going to remember this film in 50 years' time? Because it's not like a sequel. Like, people are going to make films like that yeah. over and over again. Yeah. But it'll probably win Best Picture, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, but again, who cares? Like, who cares? Yeah, I know. What you're in saying, fifty yeah. years' time, comic books and those characters are still going to be around. I believe, like yeah. Superman and, and things like that. Whereas, you know, Dunkirk, people are going to make those um, war films. Anyone can make those war films, but only people connected to DC or Marvel can make those comic book films. You know, no one can buy Superman's rights now that DC have it. Um, uh, or won't let it go, I should say, and and go off and make their own version of it. Whereas World War Two, ten companies can go off and make World War Two films, mm. right? So, the reason why this is important is because uh, what's his face, Nolan, he needs to get in. He needs to correct the path that DC is on. I agree. The whole universe oversee it and say, hang on, what, why is this scene there? That yep. doesn't make sense. Yep. He's the smartest director in Hollywood, other than but Fincher. He needs to direct. All Justice Leagues. And then do exactly what he you said. Direct, but... No, but he needs to do... This is me, as the man with the money. He needs to direct <laughs> all of the Justice Leagues. Justice League. Then he does what you just said and looks at all the other films. And nothing goes to screen without him um, looking at the script, looking at the rushes. Yeah. Because he would... Get, and then in 50... He would have a legacy... Almost like at this moment, like a Stan Lee for creating Marvel characters. Yeah. Or would a have Hitchcock a legacy or going, something, yeah. <laughs> would you believe that 50 years ago, DC was in the dumps and was never going to make a film again? And then Christopher Nolan came along. and Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I hear you. Look, for, for whatever reason, the execs have entrusted the franchise with Zack Snyder. No! But, but, they've, but yeah, three <laughs> films on and they're, they're now suddenly going, oh, hang on, a lot of this doesn't really make a lot of sense, you know? Yeah. And they're shooting themselves in the but foot. But how did they get there in the beginning? Yeah, um, yeah. Did they not watch any of his other films? <laughs> did he somehow come in, roofie them with some alcohol <laughs> and say, oh, no, it's just because that's what I wanted to do. I can actually make a film that's got a narrative. Yeah. But I'm not going to show you an example. Just give me all the money and I'll just start. Fuck. Like, come on. Yeah, I, know. I think they'll still... You know, reveling on 300 results. Right. Do we need Lois Lane? No. Good. That's it. Well, Matter Still too. yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. In his own films. Yes. But for this film, spoiler territory? Well, she was the big guns, remember? Yeah. Let's bring in the big guns. What a stupid thing that was. Yeah. I thought big guns was going to be um, kryptonite because that's the big guns. Yeah. When and great scene by the way when it know, was a great scene when he was it, yeah yeah angry. When, <laughs> when his mind is on unleashed yeah it shows you ex- the power how power of him right yeah. so that is what was cool about that but and shows you what could be with Man of Steel too yeah like that Superman that Superman could be great. just so powerful but yeah. don't um don't bring her in like don't show his softer side straight away like that yeah. bring in Kryptonite. Like, you know, they said they had to, um, they had to hold, we have to hold him, subdue him, basically. Fine, bring in the big guns, bring in your kryptonite, because that's what's going to bring him under. And somehow, maybe, you know what, I would have even accepted Batman jumping on top of him going, Martha, Martha again, <laughs> rather than her coming out of some car 
You know what I mean? Running up going, oh, hey, Clark. Let's let's go for a flight. What about the scene when when Flash realizes that Superman can actually see him in his in his speed? <gasps> that so was great. Funny. That was really good. The look on Flash's face when he realizes that the man still just looks at him as at, at his speed. Yeah. He's like going, "Holy shit!" That was brilliant. That's great. That Absolutely really brilliant. Yeah. yeah, and and I just yeah, as soon as you saw <laughs> Superman's eyes dart to the, the right yeah. there at the same speed, you're like, wow. yeah. And Ezra Miller's face was just like going, "What the?" So good. Yeah, great. Yeah. So that, that was great. I mean, there's some great parts in this movie, really, um, but uh, unfortunately, they just didn't um, connect. Yeah, yeah, right. it didn't connect all. Well. Look, for mm. me, in summary, quickly. Uh, the second time for me watching this film was definitely better. So that's a good sign for everyone out there who's only seen it once and didn't think too much of it. But at the end of the day, it was still a disappointment. And the reason why it was is obviously it's it's you know absolute tenpole within DCU, but we just came off a massive success in Wonder Woman. Yeah. Would have been I'm not expecting you know Wonder Woman ten out of ten kind of thing, but it could have been would have been nice if it was kind of just as good as that. But it was. It was like two steps forward and almost three steps back for me. The way I rate DCEU films, and this is just the way it is, man. Uh, and the second time was better. Yeah. But for me, it goes Suicide Squad, worst film. I don't say worst, but the last. Number mm. five. Number five. Right. Number four at the moment is Justice League. Yeah. Number three is Man of Steel. There was enough there for me to like about that. Number two is Batman vs Superman. Number one is Wonder Woman. That's okay. the way I'm ranking it. That's I might it change it like one or two hours around, but I mean, not enough to, to go into, I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't disagree a whole lot. It's funny because I want Suicide, Suicide Squad to be higher. But the only thing I really liked about that film was Deadshot and um, uh, the Aussie guy, Boomerang. Yeah. And uh, uh, Jay obviously... Co- Jai Courtney. Jai Courtney and obviously the Joker. Well, the um, thing, you know, the thing is with me is the first half hour of that film is great and then it starts to go... Yeah. Like, I loved Harley Quinn, Margaret Robbie. But it's Robin. as I head to space territory. Like, that, I'm going to say space. Yeah. That, like that supernatural... Supernatural, yeah, that sort of stuff. As I head towards that, you don't just lose it. Yeah, I agree. Right, uh, that, that's us. Like, yeah. I mean... Having said that, run out and see it in the movie straight away. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Because that yeah, kind of film. Throw us a line. Tell us what you think about it, yeah. honestly. Uh, find us on Facebook and, uh, and Instagram and let us know because obviously we've just gone for uh, just over an hour talking about this film because it should be the biggest tent peg of DC's um, universe. But I just, yeah, as not. Jason just said, it's not, you know. Yeah. Um, yet, still enjoyable to yeah. watch. Yeah, completely. So what did they do wrong? You tell us what they did wrong. You know, I'd love to, I'd love well, to talk about this. what they did right. Yeah. yeah, and and what they did and what they could do better. We got so many things. Just write to us and talk about it. Like this is a conversation. We want we want these guys to battle Marvel because we'll get better films from both sides 100%. if they have to do this. It's right? actually a good thing. Yeah. 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 So uh we're on side of all of these comic book films. Let's see what we can get. Uh if you get a chance this week, why don't you uh listen to um the War of the Planet of the Apes it's coming out uh, later this week. It's out now out in uh Blu-ray, DVD in Australia? War for the Planet of the Apes. War for? What do I call it? Of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're splitting hairs here, mate. <laughs> well, Weta did. Many hairs. Uh, but it is, uh, you know, I've seen it. I love it. And I can't wait to talk about it. See you next week.
Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like the show, why don't you head on down to Facebook or Instagram and look up Off Topic with Two Drunk Guys. You'll find us there. We're going to be throwing out some extra content. Or if you just want to have a general chat, write to us to let us know how you feel about the show or any suggestions. Why don't you email us at twodrunkguysofftopic at gmail.com. Oh, look at that. Emails already. And so as not to forget, Facebook, Instagram, Off Topic with Two Drunk Guys. See you next week. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You forgot Shane Bassett, our movie extraordinaire and all-round nice guy. He's our in-house movie critic. You can reach him on Twitter and Insta at movie underscore analyst.